Welcome to For What It's Worth, introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom, now in its 10th glorious season. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> so in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Oh no, what's that coming from the sky? I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? I'm a really bad person. It's some sort of escape pod. Pull that record. We're done. Abort. God, what are these weird creatures stepping out of the tube? Oh no. Hi, and welcome to For What It's Worth. Yay. Woohoo! We are here. <laughs> Yay. And once I'm again, we're. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? You guys love my dad jokes, don't you? I don't know if they even classify as dad jokes. I know, it's not really like... bad jokes. Yeah, that wasn't a dad joke for sure. Aww. Well, I can't really be a dad. I'm a kid for anyway, so... (laughs) Meh. (laughs) So, how is everybody on this beautiful Saturday? Uh, Doing good? Let's not all speak of it once. I know, right? Uh, you know, I think I'm doing great. I mean, it's a bright and sunny day. You know, we haven't had one of those for a while. Um, mm. I just recently, because of a good close friend of mine that I don't know whether or not his name wants to be disclosed, um, he helped me with setting up an avatar in VR chat, and he also set up a, uh, like I think it's called a VTuber. Like, I don't know the official term for it. Yeah, it's basically um, a VTuber. But he set up a avatar for that. So I'm excited because I, you know, we, long time ago, we had the VR chat episode. And one thing that I've always had a struggle with is I always struggled to go into VR chat and, and socialize because I didn't, I felt like something was missing. And I always wanted to, um, I don't know, I just wanted to be myself. And so it, now this has given me the opportunity to be able to go into VR chat and be like, hey, it's me. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. And um, I have a few of my friends that I know that are going to be getting into that soon. And it'll be fun to go around and be ourselves. You know, speaking of, <laughs> since you mentioned it. We could actually have a for what it's worth VR episode again, because thanks to that certain person, everybody here today, we all have an avatar now. And it's kind of the same thing. I got VR chat when it very first came out, you know, when it was brand new. But yeah, the same thing. It was just like, I just don't really feel like spending a lot of time in there because I can't be me. Yeah, it's nice. I'm excited. I'm super excited. So there's already been some people that have reached out to me and they're like, hey, you should come to this and do this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> I haven't done any of those things yet, but I, I'll, you know, I'll have something more to be able to report next time. So Sammy, what have you been up to? Uh, mostly the same. I mean, working as we do. Um. I also 
just got one of those fancy VR things. <laughs> I don't have a headset, though, but I got the thing that I can use on the computer. So and Yeah, I've you got... can still do des- desktop mode. Yeah, and I've got VR chat and desktop, but I'm kind of hoping once we, I eventually get this house unpacked, you know, I'll have my computer in a better spot and I could actually maybe set that kind of stuff up. But other than that, I mean, not a whole ton going on over here. Um, Being a busy few weeks, we're getting ready to finally, after an an extra three years of waiting, take our trip to Japan. Woohoo! You've only waited three years! Oh, no, that's the thing. (laughs) It was an extra three years. We were planning that, like, three years in advance, before it got canceled because of COVID. And then now, because of COVID, we had to wait an extra three years. So it's been a while. Um, so yeah, we leave for that next next weekend, and uh, we'll be gone for a couple weeks. Um, that'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Probably going to exhaust ourselves walking around and going all the places. Of We're going to hit up. Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea for a couple of days, which I'm really excited about. But yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. It's just been getting ready for that because, you know, it's a lot of work to get ready to go international. <laughs> <laughs> Click, what have you been up to? Not a damn thing. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sometimes that's the greatest. <laughs> Is not being involved in I feel anything. like I say that a lot on this show. What are you up to? Yeah, Nothing. Yeah, you really do. What are you up to? Nothing. That's all They're I do is work. thinking that you don't Shit. do anything. But the whole fact is, is I know that you do a lot of things. You just don't share them. And I'm going <laughs> to throw you under the rug because I know that there's some things that you have been doing at your house. Well, yeah, but I already talked about that. Yeah, but you've been I'm doing some I'm just still in the middle of it because pro- it's like, slow. Okay, what's the progress? Where are you at? Yeah, last time you were messing with electrical, I think, putting holes yeah. in walls. Well, I'm just about ready to start hanging drywall, which is why it's taking forever, because I'm procrastinating, because drywall yeah. sucks. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I will give you that one. <laughs> Boss, what have you been up to? Oh, really nothing. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Nothing, I, nothing at all. Nothing I, at all. I haven't been making everyone furry around me just a little bit more. <laughs> Shh, it's a Certainly secret. not. <laughs> you mean you mean you are are you confessing that you've been the one? <laughs> no. I admit nothing other than making the world more furry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Ah, well, I'm kind of hungry. Well, it is just after lunch. Have you eaten anything? No, not yet. Well, maybe you it's... should go get something from the kitchen. Is he allowed to have desserts first? Give me, give me first? one second. I mean, I'm maybe. an adult. I can have cookies for lunch if I want. <laughs> hey, guys. All right. So I have a cookie for you. It says, you are talented with your hands. In bed with a cookie. What type of fortune is this? Um, it's uh, a truthful one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Mm, are you saying something? Click relevant.
and welcome back guys um we've got a, i think i think it's a pretty fun topic for this week um it's one that i think many people may encounter in their time especially if they go to convention um this one was actually suggested by our our dear click and i think it's a good one to cover um so we're going to be talking about booze, about alcohol, um, especially at, you know, conventions and events and booze, being out and, you know, how to, well, make good decisions, but also how to have fun because it's definitely. Right. Well, I just, you know, one of my thoughts behind it was, you know, it. Stuff like this gets demonized oh, yeah. so bad, yet so many people party at cons, and it's like, well, yeah, there's there's a good side to it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know for me, when especially when we go to conventions, like, you know, that's a time I can really relax and actually just not have to worry, and being able to enjoy some extra, you know, some alcohol and that, you know, just <laughs> it just helps make the weekend. Be more fun. So there's this place that I get to to go. That if we go to BLFC, that's where we get to go. Is um, Fat Tuesday. what was it like? Fat Tuesdays or something? Fat Tuesdays. Fat Tuesdays. Basically, it's like a like you know Seven Eleven how they have slushies. Um, basically it's like a 7-Eleven that has booze everywhere yeah. in all of their Slurpees. And it is absolutely amazing. And <laughs> I have to admit, they probably take a lot of my convention money because I'm always sitting there like, oh, I'm going to go get another <laughs> take a one. Lot of, a lot of people's I actually have a... But, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> like, that's, that's one point is... You know, if, if you go to BLFC and you ever wander by Fat Tuesdays, if they're open, mm -hmm. they're busy during a con. There's mm -hmm. always a line there. They they actually said the first year that we they were there, they said we were not prepared for you guys. We ran out of they, almost yeah, they ran out all of, of our product. Yeah, it was like one flavor, one, flavor one booze flavor, and then like the one non-alcoholic drink they have. <laughs> and then, because they've only been there for the last two conventions, uh, BLFCs, and this last year, um, they actually said they got extra shipment in from Las Vegas, because that's where Fat Tuesdays is based out of. Um, but yeah, they got like an extra like week's worth of shipment to try and last Just the whole weekend. And I think they did pretty good. Like, I think it was, most of them were still going. I don't think that it will ever happen, but let me tell you, I will have a problem if Fat Tuesdays all of a sudden came to Utah, which I know that yeah, Utah would never, have never ever allow anything like that to be able to be here. I know that some of the listeners are like, what? Utah wouldn't allow that? <laughs> but they are very, very like stringent on, like, if it's something that is associated or close to being um something that a kid could potentially like be interested in they will do everything that they can possibly can to to stop something like for instance we have this this thing called Bruvies uh that's a movie theater and 
you know, there's always some lawsuits that end up happening once in a while. Or, you know, I know Dave and Buster's almost didn't get to go here without they have to change some of the regulations. Anyways, I'm getting off topic. Main thing is the Fat Tuesdays came here. Oh, yeah, my you, goodness. You did kind of meander. <laughs> I would be there all the time. But that actually brings up a good point. Like, because, you know, I mean, you obviously there's things here and there's things at home. But, you know, alcohol at a convention is, is like a whole different animal. It's, you know, because, like, for me, I, I just don't drink. I, I almost never drink alcohol. Unless I'm at a con. Yeah. And then, you know, then I'm a lush, but now, that's yeah, kind of I mean, the difference. I'm kind of the same. Like at home, <laughs> you know, just day to day during normal life, it's like I'll have a drink here or there. Um, sometimes if I go out to dinner, I'll have a drink. Um, but it's not, it's not like I'm having... You know, I'm not getting wasted every night. I'm just, you know, maybe right. having like a Mike's hard lemonade or, you know, a bottle of some bitch beer or something. And then, yeah, when it's, I, I think it goes back to that whole, like, when you're at a convention, you know, you're on vacation, you're there to, to have fun and, and you're able to take the time to indulge in something you enjoy. Right. Well, and it's you know it's it's like I put in the in the description in our in our messages, you know it's it's social lubrication. It's you know it some people it helps and some people it maybe doesn't help so much. But you know that's the that's kind of the whole point is you know you you got to figure out where you can have a good time and not become a problem. Yeah, yeah, I think that's with a lot of substances. Let's call them. You know, well, yeah. the it it definitely comes down to an individual on what's too much and what's, you know, what's a good level. Um, I know for me it's it's definitely a um it is a good social lubricant. It definitely falls under that category <laughs> because, you know, some people may not think so, but I'm pretty shy and unsure around people I don't really know or like people I haven't really met before but it it definitely takes that edge off where I can relax and like really enjoy like a conversation or or hanging out with people um otherwise I tend to just stick to you know the the circle of friends and and stick with those that I'm I'm comfortable with I'm very much the same way um it it helps to um, as a so social lubricant to be a little bit more less, uh, I mean, you're more willing to, to go and talk to, to other people. I mean, I'll be honest with, with myself normally. I mean, a lot of people are like, Rue, you must be like super social running into the room being like, hi guys, how are you doing? Let me tell you, if it's a new space that I have never been to, I'm probably the per person that um is hiding behind you <laughs> if we're going to somewhere um brand brand new um like the other day i went to a furry game night uh down in good old sandy but i went there and it was like i went there with a friend and i it took me probably 15 minutes before i said anything but once i found that comfort level 
then I was like, oh my goodness, everybody come over and let's play a game, you know, stuff like that. But I'm sure that when it comes to alcohol, uh, um, it, it definitely does help to speed up that particular process, um, at least for me. Um, what would you say would be some of the effects of alcohol that um, on you, Flick? Like, how does that help you? I don't... <laughs> it's kind of weird for me because I don't I don't really know. Like, because I'm not, I'm not. I know. Well, yeah, you know. Well, because that's the thing is like with the social thing, it's like if, you know, if, if I'm in a new environment, it it really doesn't make much difference to me. If I feel like being social, I'm going to be social. Fair. I'm just, I'm just not afraid of that anymore. Yeah. So I, you know, the, the alcohol doesn't really loosen me up per se but it definitely makes things a little more interesting you know but that that's the funny thing is because apparently i can i can put it down and pull off completely sober so i you know i don't know if it really makes a difference outwardly for me at all well i'm gonna oh, interject <laughs> here <laughs> and be like click let me tell get- you there are some conversations that people have had with you that that I don't think that they would ever have with you in as sober clip. <laughs> yeah, Did you say you get right. super catty? Chatty. So, chatty. Okay. I get talkative. Chatty. That's why I was I'm, confused. Oh, I'm talkative <laughs> anyways. But that's, you know, that's that's kind of the thing is uh, the way I look at it is is basically alcohol takes away your filter, mm-hmm. right? So if you're super happy and go lucky anyway, then that's just going to intensify it. So I, I like to talk. I love to BS. So yeah, when I'm drinking it, it just gets worse. So I don't know. Maybe I just get obnoxious cause I don't ever shut up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, so, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, go ahead, you Sammy. know, thinking about it like that actually, makes a lot of sense um going back to you know it being a social lubricant because through our lives we all gain like anxieties and insuredness and you know what any other issues that may come along and it can be difficult to get past those and then if you're able to turn those things off you don't have you know it stops those things from blocking so it is just you you know without all of that added crap that you know potentially is has added on in your life so no that's definitely a way to think about it i hadn't really i don't really think about it that much (laughs) it's like no it's just you just on a more natural level in a a little more intense yeah (laughs) you know which you you know you have to Again, you you have to understand where your limits are, and and you know it it's not any fun when when you have to babysit somebody. No, I mean let's be honest. You know I don't want to bring anything down, but it, it's just not fun when you have to take care of somebody who's too drunk to control themselves. You know, so in moderation, yes, it is. It it can be a lot of fun, and it is. I enjoy it at a con. You know, I I have a good time, and everybody around me usually has a good time, as far as I know. 
So I was going to bring up the whole fact of um, I'm going to bring up fursuiting um, to be. A, I have a point. Uh, so oh let me go down this rabbit hole for a little bit. But when it comes to fursuiting, I firmly believe that the best time to learn how to fursuit is in the comfort of your own home um, and maybe going out with friends. Maybe go to the park, go to some places where um, where it's safe for you to be able to do that. Um, a convention, you can you could um, say that that's your first event because there's a lot of people that are still around to be able to keep you safe. But sometimes what ends up happening when it comes to um, fursuiting, which I know the click, click, you're amazing fursuiter. You could be in fursuit all day long. So you probably don't 100% share this. but Sometimes it's good for you to kind of ease yourself into the swimming pool versus jumping into the deep end. And I think that it it's good, the same exact thing when it comes to alcohol. I highly recommend that, you know, if you're going to experience things with alcohol, experience it first within your own home, um, maybe with a trusted friend, and maybe go out to a bar or something like that. Experience those things, because I feel like a lot of the younger first that come into the community are like, oh my goodness, I have access to all this free alcohol. And then they down as much alcohol as they possibly can. And they don't know their limits. So their first experience or exposure to alcohol is right. a bad one. That's... And then they're like, oh, I'm not going to do this ever again. That, that's actually you know, a um, very good point. I, I, a very good point. Yeah. You know, if you, you know, your first con, Oh my God, this is great. Of course, if you're of legal age, you know, I, I don't condone, condone yep. underage drinking. No. But, you know, it, it, there's a lot of people who grew up without it. And, and, you know, your first convention, you're, you know, you're 24, 25 years old and you've never really drank. So you go to a con and, oh my God, here it is. Yeah, it's not really the way to do it. <laughs> no. It, it, definitely isn't but i do feel like that if you do go to one of those settings and you've never tried alcohol before and you would like to try it don't feel scared of it just don't like drink one drink you know and i'm not talking about like a great big huge uh 64 <laughs> ounce like great big huge thing i'm talking about get, take one drink wait about an hour and kind of like gauge where you feel. And then if that's, if you feel okay, you can maybe have a little bit more, but you know, just be careful. Um, I mean, I've had some people and, and by no means this episode was about, you know, let's, let's talk about the positives, right. Of alcohol. Um, but I just want to throw in there real quick. I, I've had some friends that, um, that I've been really close to that, uh, they're diabetic. And they choose at conventions for some reason um, they have a little bit of alcohol and all their judgment just goes 100% out the window. And the next thing that I know, they're, they're on their way to the emergency room to go get their stomach pumped. So yeah. just well, that's, know your that's limits. That's the kind of person you don't want to be. Yeah. And if you don't have that, that sense of control over your drinking, then you know what? Maybe... <laughs> You know, just stay away from stay it. away from it, or make sure that you're drinking with a trusted friend that will be there with you to your side to say, "Hey, dude, slow down a little bit." 
Right. Well, and that's, you know, that's another big thing is, you know, the, 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 the suiting analogy is actually pretty good because, you know, you don't want to go suiting alone. You need a handler. We've talked about that several times on this show. Well, drinking's kind of the same thing. If you're new to it, have people around you who are going to help you out, who are going to, you know, keep an eye on you, you know, and if you start getting out of hand, then, you know, you need somebody in your life that's blunt enough to go, dude, knock it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're, you're becoming a problem and you need to stop. I think some people, they, they don't know their volume when it comes to when they get really drunk and then they get like super, super loud. <laughs> And so, yeah, having that friend yeah. there is super helpful to be like, okay, you know. Yeah. Stop it. Let's get some help. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Voss, what's your experience yeah. with alcohol? What's your feelings? Oh, uh, mine, mine is just that. Along, I'm very, very close to Sammy on this one. And I... I can't talk to crowds and I'm incredibly shy and I just won't interact. I'll be the corner person all day, all night until I get some alcohol and then I can start opening up a little more freely and talk and converse. And it just, it just helps me be able to do that. And I would see that as a definite positive because otherwise I wouldn't even bother. It can definitely do that. So, One topic that I wanted to bring up that I think is helpful and um, one thing that a lot of people that are like, you know what, I really want to have a little bit of alcohol in my room. Um, But I think that sometimes when you go to a convention, it's very hard to um, to to check all the boxes of things that you need to do. I highly, highly recommend if you plan on having a bottle of alcohol there with you. Um, or orange juice if you want to have screwdrivers. Make sure that the local <laughs> Walmart that's next to you either go there like first thing or bring the alcohol in if you're driving there. Because let me tell you, if you wait, there will be nothing left on the shelves and you won't have hardly anything for you to be able to drink. And However, I do have to add the caveat. Don't cross state lines. That's yeah. illegal. It, it is trafficking <laughs> at that point if you're bringing it. But so, you know, most of most of this cast, you know, most of our experience with this kind of thing is from BLFC, obviously. Um, you know, BLFC is, is a very tolerant con as far as this kind of thing goes. They actually have a bar in con space. Usually, but yeah, the Walmart that that you're referencing is is at BLFC, and you know I noticed this year that they actually restocked more. I think they they kind of figured it out too, because the first few years, yeah, we'd clear the shelves and yeah. they were empty you all clear week. The shelves Thursday there were, night. There were no but booze now, now and there I, was no condoms right. whatsoever yeah. and no yeah. lube. <laughs> <laughs> no lube. Yeah, nothing to mix nope. drinks with either. It was. Gone. Yeah, all, all the, the juices. It was all it was the Gatorade, all the bottled water, <laughs> all, all the, the snack ramen. foods. <laughs> like, it's like you know when the furries are in town because everything is gone. Yeah. What is that saying about us that we we all in the fandom just shop at Walmart? Well, well, it's ooh, convenient because yeah, you can walk to next it. Door. 
Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, whatever store was nearby. To, to be honest, that's literally the only time I ever go into a Walmart. Fair. I'm about the same <laughs> on that one. That that's very true. That's like the only time that I've gone to gone to a Walmart nowadays. But yeah, you know, I mean, it, you know, alcohol isn't all bad. I have I have a great time at cons, and I think everybody actually kind of looks forward to it at this point because I'm a it's dispenser. True. <laughs> Are you sure you should? You haven't made a Sona that's a camel yet. I know I but should. He doesn't. So... <laughs> he doesn't keep water in his humps. He keeps screwdrivers in his humps. So, yeah. Click, tell us what you do to to get your alcohol consumption. I drink it. <laughs> yeah, I know that. That no duh. <laughs> He injects Ass. it into uh. his eyeballs. <laughs> Quite literally, because you're, I, you know, you're. I have a, I have a vodka persona. enema every morning. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, don't do that. Honestly, now speaking of Fat Tuesdays, I just walk around with one of those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. So I, I'm gonna bring up the story then, since you, since I feel like I have to like drag stories out. But here you go. Okay. So last year uh, at BLFC, we, we roomed with you guys and we went to go get alcohol. And um, one of the things that you forgot that was super, super important was your camel pack. Yeah. And um, you ended up purchasing a camel pack while we were there because you ended up forgetting to, to grab one. So I know that you, if if I want to have a little bit of a a drink and you have your backpack on and you're in suit, that's that's the key thing, is that you're drinking in suit. And that's why you have the camel pack itself. I know, like Sammy said, it's not water that's located in there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yes, it is. Hydration is very important well, when you're Well, and suiting. I mean, it's got orange juice, so it's perfectly healthy. <laughs> There's, yeah. There's so, a couple of friends I know. Screwdrivers are your drink of choice. Sammy, what's your also drink of screwdrivers? choice? Screwdrivers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you're oh, they're perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's orange juice and vodka, and they're well, it's, it's simple it's cheap and, easy. and it's so tasty. Voss, what's yours? Oh God, I don't have a drink of choice. I usually just get vodka and mix whatever I want together or mix a drink of some kind. Oh, come on. I know you and your huckleberry wine. You love that. Well, that's for special occasions when I can get it. Because <laughs> it's a very seasonal, very limited place kind of drink. Yeah, that's not really a con See, drink. I'm also a lazy fuck, and I also enjoy buying, like, the Bacardi pre-mixed bottles. So like the Bahama Mama and the Hurricane and those kinds of things, because I'm like, I am not putting the time or the effort into mixing these. I just want to fucking drink it. I I like, Sammy, when you got those right. shots, those shots oh, yeah, that the have shots. two different things in it. Yep. Yeah, the, the they're called twisted ones, shots. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those we actually... Last year, we were driving to Reno, and we just stopped in a... We had to stop in a random gas station we hadn't normally stopped at before. And they just had, like, a couple different variety packs on the shelf. And I was like, these are perfect. So we took those, and those are great. Again, <laughs> I don't want to put effort into it. If it's, if it's quick and easy, yeah. that is what I want to go with. Because 
I just want to drink well, it. Or you just have friends who do put the effort <laughs> yes. in. Yes. Because we have a friend. We have a mutual friend who is an actual bartender, and he makes oh some God. of the best And he's drinks. been on this show several <laughs> times. When I say I like my mixed drinks, who do you think taught me mixed drinks? Honestly, <laughs> fair. Like, okay, when we're at conventions, there are two people I look for, one of them being Click, one of them <laughs> being our mutual friend, especially when it's like, you know, dinner time and later. Because then I'm like, I know you're going to probably have your booze on you. And it, He's got yeah. something. You mean, you mean our mutual friend that walks around with a, star pa- a Starbucks plastic coffee cup and you uh-huh. know that it's not or coffee he, that's or in he, there? Or it's flask. Yeah, or he carries the, the giant fucking flask that's like <laughs> huge. <laughs> and, he's like, and I'm always like, oh, what is it? And he's like, I don't know. I just put some shit in there. I just mix this, this, and this, it's always this. amazing. And I'm like, why is this so good? So my drink of choice is anything with Armoretto in it. I don't know what it is, but I love that Amaretto. shit so much. It's so good. So I usually, I know you guys love, sh- um, love, um, yes, screwdrivers. I love um, Armoretto yeah. and orange Amaretto. juice. Specifically, no I buy the expensive stuff, the Desarona, and mix it with orange juice. Lately, I have been mixing um, apple juice and DeSerona, and that's fairly tasty. And I have found out that uh, DeSerona also has uh, like an Irish cream type thing, like a cream liqueur. And I've actually, <laughs> this is terrible, this is terrible, but I've been taking my coffee and then I'll add that to my coffee. And You're it is an Irish amazing. coffee. That's kind of the whole point of Irish yeah. cream. You know, I don't know if that's exactly that's actually what it's for, but that's what I've always used yeah. it for. Hey, Rue, you should uh, remember that night when we were trying to figure out a smoke machine and we mixed some random shit with like Kool-Aid or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> that was, it was so what bad. Was it? What, it, what was the. Well, it was DeSerona, oh, because okay. I'm like, oh, I can add that to anything, and it tastes good. Yeah. Don't add Kool-Aid yeah, to it. it well, well I, I think that if the Kool-Aid was actually, <laughs> like, I think that Wait. Kool-Aid was, like, zero sugar yeah. or something. Well, that's what I was going to say. How how drunk were you before you mixed the Kool-Aid? We were I've made Kool-Aid without sugar, and it's disgusting. Yeah. No, it was, like, <laughs> one of those, like, you know how you can get, like, pre-made Kool-Aid? Right. And, oh, the little cans. Yeah, yeah, it was that, and uh, tasted. And because like, I'm diabetic, like I'm like, yay, zero sugar yeah. Kool Aid. Yeah, we're gonna try this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. Whew. Specifically, I bought it for a cup night, so I had some friends over, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy some some drinks from our childhood. Yay, Kool Aid. Oh, people will drink it if it's zero sugar. That stuff tastes. Uh, that's why I added alcohol to it. Because I was like, you know, something needs to be added to help. this. And it was the most <laughs> awful drink. Awful drink. So I think he reported that to Laser. Yeah, we posted it yeah. in yeah. that And he probably went, why? Chat. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. So, it, it wasn't necessarily the con, but one time we mixed Coca-Cola and peppermint schnapps. And that didn't end well. Oh, boy. I don't know if it was just way too sweet or what but that was ew that was bad 
I mean, I, I honestly, peppermint and Coca Cola, just those right. two things alone. Thinking of those two things together, that sounds <laughs> it wasn't <nasty>. good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the fun thing about mixed drinks. You either find something that's absolutely amazing, and that's what you'll find at conventions. You know, there's these people that don't really know much about mixed drinks, and they're just kind of throwing some things together. And so either it's going to be, like, really amazing, or it's going to taste like something that crawled out of the kitchen sink. Yeah. (laughs) Or you have the friends who just know everything, and you're like, how is this good? You're like yeah. this is this is poop brown. Yeah, this How shouldn't is work. This good? But it does, right? <laughs> Although I've had some friends that are like, "Yeah, this shit's amazing," but I could tell that they're like super, super like drunk. Yeah. And then I'm like, I taste it. I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah. That's whatever. Gross. Whatever they've made is. Yeah. yeah there is a terrible. point where you just kind of don't taste it anymore, and it's just <laughs> you know, you're just like, "Yeah, booze." <laughs> So here's one of my experiences with booze. Like one thing that I do not like that I have tried. I've tried any, every single way that I can. I can't drink beer. Beer is gross to me. I hate it. And um, I've tried. And there's people that are like, Rue, we're going to go to this this um, distillery and we are going to find what is your drink? Because man, beer is just so great. And I'm sure that there's listeners here that are like, yeah, I, I'm that person. I drink beer with my food all the time. And I just, I can't, I've tried. There's, there's like uh, a friend of mine that lined up all of these different drinks for me. And they, he started with the light L and went all the way to the dark L. By the end of it, I was in the bathroom, just like, up chucking because every single sip just tasted worse and worse and worse and none of them tasted good um but you know that's just my drink that i don't like i mean do you guys have some some alcohol that you're like eh, that's not something I'm the that exact you like? same. i can't do i can't do beer i've same thing people have tried oh here try this one it tastes it's fruity you like it no it tastes like beer <laughs> i think i think this is now anti-beer cast uh, I don't well, like beer however, either. I don't like wine either. I don't. Ooh. I don't like red wines. I li- white wines are all right. Red wines. That's so mean. You don't like red wine. Ha 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 ha. Uh, uh, well, for me, it's like a lot of my like food things. When I don't like food, it's like a texture thing. It's not so much a taste thing. Um, uh-huh. and I found at least. The red wines that I have been given, and they might just be because they were cheap wines, I don't know. But I found that all the red wines I've ever tried are gritty. Like, they leave, like, a grit in your mouth and on your teeth. Mm. And, I mean, the flavor's okay, but, yeah, the 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 grittiness of it is just, ugh. It's terrible. The only thing that good that beer is good for is making beer cheese and uh, putting it on a a, a a post to shoot it off of a, a thing and have some sort of explosion. <laughs> That's how I wow. see it. Wow. Wow, redneck root comes I know. out. It's <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing I will never drink that's a hard liquor is Malibu rum. Why? Especially the coconut. Well, don't want to bring this down, but again, it was one of those where I was younger, 
I was like, ah, I'm just going to drink this. And it got to be way too much. It was way too sweet. And in the end, it just was too overpowering and just made me made me nauseous. In other words, uh, what Husky always tells me, my significant other, he always says, twice the taste, none of the calories. <laughs> well, it didn't get that far, but <laughs> it was it was pretty close to it. And I just ever since then, I just can't like the thought of it. I'm just like, Bleh. no, thank <laughs> Just give me my vodka and I'm happy. Well, at that particular point, should we take a quick little break and come back in or? Yeah, let's let's do that. I have to go. Potty break. Well, let's go have a drink and I have to go rescue my bunny because apparently she locked herself outside the house. Oh, no. <laughs> Hey there, folks. Do you know what the FCC is? Neither do we. But apparently, they require us to let people know every so often just what the heck they're listening to. We call these little segments where we tell people that they're listening to for what it's worth. I dance. And we need your help to make them more interesting. God knows you don't need to be listening to any more of our voices. So if you've got a good radio voice or even just an interesting voice or just a voice or if you want to add your own bit of quirkiness to the show, uh, just send us a recording of you telling folks uh, who you are and that they're listening to for what it's worth. You can email those idents to us directly uh, or send them to us through SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash FWIW. And you might just hear yourself in the next episode. Technology, it's wacky, right? Thank you to our Patreons. You make this happen. Rictus, Liphus, Tenax, Ashton Sergal, Nuka, Bubble Whip, Chap Hogarth, Aussie, Black Baldrick, Ligris, Tyre, Ichigo Okami, Guardian Lion, Rifka. And welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed. Your lovely potty break. <sighs> so we're going to jump right back into the topic. I believe that we ended up getting an email from Nacho Husky. Um, I will go ahead and read that. So Nacho Husky has shared with us saying, I ran a bar at Camp Fur for Burning Man. Dealing with an interest, um, dealt with an interesting story with an undercover cop trying to bust improper ID checking. I'm ABC certified uh, to serve, and when I do room parties at cons, I have liability insurance. I'm also working on, on this process and new safety training for PawCon and Baby Fur Con. I could talk about previous room parties 
and our safety policies we put in place so we don't overserve people. Anyways, cheers, Nacho. So, uh, as you know, being a first responder for you know the email itself, I I think that's pretty awesome that um that you have the proper certifications uh to be able to uh to service that, and I think that a lot of people overlook that. Um, they don't understand that just like how uh, somebody goes out and gets a food handler's permit, you have to go out go out and get an alcohol permit to be able to serve drinks, but. Also, you know, having your particular IDs is is helpful to be able to uh, make sure that the people that are actually gaining access to alcohol is actually um, le legitimate so that you're able to um, help help keep everybody safe. So I think that that's great. Yeah, that's actually something that you don't at least I never really think about is like when people are serving, like if you're going to a room party and stuff, I mean, you just assume the people are just there um, serving and doing whatever. Um, but the fact that some of them actually have these licenses and are actually, you know, trained and certified and know what they're doing and what they're looking at is actually really cool. Um, I mean, like we talked about with our our mutual friend who will run bar i know he's ran bar at room parties before he runs bar at our parties and um yeah i always thought that was cool that he took the time to get that licensing to get that training um just to be able to do those kinds of events i think that's a really cool thing yeah i think it's great that he put forth the the effort to to go through and get all that training and certification so yeah well and that brings up a good point is you have to you know you can't just throw a room party especially at a con you you've got to be careful and you have to id people yeah. yeah yeah i mean you have to make sure that the people that are there even though that they're like a lot of room party floors let's talk about room party floors a little bit usually at a room party floor there's it, with blfc at least They'll have somebody that will be checking IDs um, at the beginning of that that hallway. And that's why they have it there on that ground floor so that they can have a staff member there that actually checks the, the IDs. But if you talk about FC, FC, the, the way to get to the party floor is you are just going on the elevator and you step right out. I don't believe, I mean, I haven't been to FC for a while, so they could have changed it. But anytime I go on the party room floor, it was just you walk right into that plastic hallway because they cover everything in plastic. And there you go. You just go to the part room that you want to go to. So depending on the setup, you definitely want to make sure that you have somebody at the door that's checking people's IDs. Because the last thing that you want is to give alcohol to a minor and then you're in a serious world of hurt. And let me tell you, if minors are definitely going to do what they can to get if, some alcohol. Yeah, that's what they want to do. <laughs> um, so BLFC actually, their party floor setup is mimicked off of FC's setup. Um, at least from the last time I went. It's been a couple years, a few years since I've been to FC. 
I think the last time was 2019. We were going to go 2020, but we had decided not to because of other shit. Um, but yeah, their party floor was, I think it was like the third floor or whatever in like the Marriott. Anyway, um, so you'd get off the elevator and because there was only one elevator bank and the they would have somebody there at the entry and they would check your ID. And so it was pretty controlled. And then, yeah, the whole, that was the one thing the first time I went to FC that, and I went to the party floor, I was so caught off guard by the fact that all of the floor in the hallway was covered with plastic. Like, it's a, <laughs> it's a great idea thinking about it. But when you're not expecting it, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this floor? It definitely yeah. is a spectacle to behold. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When I accidentally exited off of that floor, I was like, "What is this? Like, are they doing construction? Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't have been want, I wouldn't have wanted to stay yeah. on this floor." <laughs> and then I like pressed the elevator button. And I continued to go down because I didn't realize what it was. And then I talked to a friend. And I'm like, "Why is it that they have plastic all over one of the floors?" <laughs> and then yeah. I learned. <laughs> Of the yeah. reason why the infamous party floor, and I'm like, oh, I saw the party but floor. But I, That's I great. like that setup because it's 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 controlled on multiple levels. Because a, you can only get onto the floor if you have a con badge, and then b, you can only get into the hallway really if you have an ID. But then on top of that, most of the people who host room parties will either have someone checking IDs as well at the door or at the bar, you know, their bar that they've set. So um, most people are actually pretty, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, pretty conscious of making sure that they're being safe in protecting themselves and making sure that they've got, you know, every, they're IDing everybody, but then they also control the alcohol. And so, you know, and they are able to say, ah, uh -uh, buddy, you're done cut, and cut them off. I mean, it doesn't stop somebody from going to another party, but, you know, at least helps them know that they're keeping it under control for them. So one thing that I wanted to bring up is I think, uh, especially in the media, and um, and and I'm not saying that this doesn't happen at conventions because I've heard stories that it can happen at conventions, but I've heard you you, you know you've heard the term slipping a Mickey. Yeah. Well, you know, like with these room parties, who's to say you know, what is being added to these particular drinks? And I'm not trying to scare people or anything like that, but just be aware, you know, you don't know who's mixing some of these drinks. So just be aware of that. But at the same time, I don't want to scare you off because I'll be honest, I, I've never had anything like that happen. And I think that, that there's a lot of fear mongering that ends up happening with the media about, oh my goodness, you go to a bar, you are going to get you know, you are going to 100% get um, get something in your drink that you're not supposed to drink. And then you're going to be all, um, you know, loopy and you're not going to be able to control things. You know, I think that it's just just like when it comes to STDs, like they talk about STDs like 
like, oh my goodness, you get an STD, you're going to die. You know, it's definitely good for you to make sure that you keep yourself safe, but they they talk about it so much and you hear about it so much in the media that it stops you from wanting to, you know, it, it kind of, I know for myself, you know, I feel, you know, when I started getting into, um, you know, drinking, I had these like misconceptions about what would happen. You know, and oh my goodness, the walls will come crumbling down because I drink alcohol. You know, and so that's why I brought it up. Sorry, I'm going all over the place with that. But I just feel like that um, sometimes people get um, so stressed out. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. You know, it can potentially happen. And I don't want to excuse that. But at the same time, I just I don't want people to like freak out too much about it and not be willing to try something out um, and, and give it a chance. I think room parties are super fun and super good to go to. That's also another reason why I recommend when you go into room parties, go with a friend. That's what I was going to say is a lot of this, it's like, you know, we're talking about conventions and, and going out to events and stuff. The big thing to realize is a lot of us are... I don't want to say experienced, but, you know, we've been around the block a couple of times and we've made those stupid mistakes of, you know, getting too wasted where it's not appropriate or, you know, maybe going somewhere we probably shouldn't have and not really paying attention. Um, so having a friend or having friends you can do those things with definitely helps but not only in just like a protection and keeping an eye on each other it really adds to just the fun like having people you can do things with and experience and just be with can really enhance all of those experiences um I agree with you 100%, Sammy. Like, let me tell you, if you go get a bottle of vodka and get, uh, you know, I I'm just using this as an example, a bottle of vodka and orange juice, and you're just sitting here in your room by yourself drinking it at a furry convention. You know, I'm not going to judge you <laughs> by no means. If that's what you, how you have fun, it's definitely better when you're actually out, you know, having fun with, with people. It's fun to jump parties with a friend. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. that's usually how I do it. Find somebody. Hey, let's go find some parties. For sure. And I'll <laughs> tell you, like, you know, I've done. I've been dragged around by you, click, and yeah. then abandoned. <laughs> well, and it's. Not abandoned. You just got to keep up. <laughs> you, you've said the same thing in our handlers episode. I wander. You I do. wander 100%. a lot. <laughs> I'm definitely a ooh, shiny kind yeah. of person. Like, whoever handles you at a public event needs to have, like, glue that they stick themselves <laughs> to you or, like, have some oh, sort yeah. of leash. Well, and it's definitely, <laughs> like... But you can also handle it. That's why I, I, I trust you, and I also know that you can handle your alcohol. Right. So, you know, that, that's the main thing, is you've kind of became a veteran enough where you can actually stand on your own. Yeah, and you don't. Well, that's, have that's to kind have of another good point you. of 
you know, if if you're partying with a friend and you know you're you're kind of responsible for each other, pay attention. You know, don't don't just wander off with somebody else. At, l- at least let them know. I guess I can't really I can't really preach about it because, like you said, I j- I just wander off. But it's not because <laughs> oh I found a new friend I'm gonna just abandon you. I just I just wander and if you can't keep up then. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I have I have the exact same problem. Like, it's I've always had like this issue of, especially if I'm messaging somebody and we're at a, like a convention or an event, and I'll be like, "Hey, I'm gonna be here when you know you're done doing whatever you're doing. Um, come find me, and I'll just be here and come find me, and you know we can hang out." But then in my in my state, I'm like, oh, shiny over here. Or someone else is like, hey, Sam, let's go over here. And I'm like, okay. And then they finally get to the room or wherever. And they're like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, oh, shit, sorry, I'm over here now. And they're like, all right, I'll come find you. And then off I go again. And it's it's not intentional. It's just, you know, easily distractible at that point. <laughs> Uh, well, let's see some of some of the other things that I think that I mean, you know, I think that we've covered this topic pretty, pretty well. I mean, is there any other like thoughts? Do you have some suggestions when it comes to alcohol? Oh, gosh, I don't know about suggestions or anything. It's more of knowing your limits, playing it safe with friends, going out and exploring and just having some fun. And try some drinks. You never know what mixed drink you're going to like until you try it. And then you might find a new favorite one. And then you might try to put it in absolutely everything and watch it go horribly awry. <laughs> mix it with Kool-Aid. Don't mix it with Kool-Aid. <laughs> there is one thing that I, that I wanted to throw out there. I think that it's important, when, especially when it comes to alcohol. Moderation in all things. Just like how if you eat the same exact ramen every single day, you know, it it's not necessarily good for you. Just like how, you know, if you eat grilled cheese sandwiches every day, that's not necessarily good what? for you. So it's always good for you to make sure that when you're eating things or drinking things, it's good for you to drink different things. I have a friend of mine that all he will drink is Dr. Pepper. And I'm not just Dr. Pepper. And that's it. And he'll only drink that. And he has so many health issues that are going on right now and i'm not saying that it's just because of his you know his consumption of 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 soda or anything like that but it just it contributes to it and um you know just like with those particular things <laughs> i think that alcohol um th- this is rue's personal opinion is that just make sure that it's in moderation. You know, if you find yourself having to um, be able to drink alcohol to uh, be able to wake up in the morning, or if you're finding that you're having to drink alcohol um, every single day in order for you to be able to function, um, if you're finding yourself hiding it at work and, and drinking, then, you know, I highly, highly recommend that if you're getting to that particular point, um, please, please, please 
seek for help. Well, and so. I think with that, like, one thing I found um, is I, for me, it's way more fun if I'm, if I'm drinking, having fun, doing whatever I'm doing. I want to be able to remember what I did. Like, I want to be able to <laughs> remember the, oh, yeah, remember we got up to X, Y, and Z. I remember we went to Walmart and threw the bags of toilet paper at each other. Um, that's that's an actual thing that happened, but that's a different story. Um, sorry, Kura. <laughs> sorry, Kura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> sorry, boss. You know, we want to remember these things because they're all like, I think as, you know, as we've been saying is we want, it needs to be something that's fun. It needs to be something to enjoy. You know, yes, it can help deal with dealing with things, with emotion. I mean, I'll tell you right now, last week I was, last weekend I was not very sober, but it wasn't like I was out having fun. It's because something sad happened. But I still remember and I know what happened. It's it's one of those where it can definitely help you get you get you through a moment, but at the end of the day, I want to go home from BLFC or FC or whatever, and I want to remember the convention. I want to remember, oh my god, we stayed up way too fucking late, and we were, you know, we were watching Gumball, and we were wasted and having a good time. You know, you want to remember those things, because, you know, they're, they're kind of the things that make life a little more worthwhile at a time, especially when things are being, being hard. You know, it's nice to be able to go to your friends and be like, oh, my God, dude, you remember when we did this? Holy shit, I was so fucking drunk. Or, you know, we I can't believe we got away with that. You know, <laughs> you want to remember that shit. It's fun. Speaking of the next day, something that wasn't really t covered about. But what is a good thing for everyone to do so you can get up the next day with no problems? Hydrate. Make sure that as the amount of alcohol that you drink Make sure that you drink that much water to be able to help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay hydrated. That's all there is to it. If you're if you're doing shots, drink water, lots yep. of it. I find um, I always do well with like Gatorade too. Um, yeah, Gatorade's always a good one. It's well, it's the same as suiting. You know, you want to yeah. stay hydrated. It's, it's got what plants crave. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But then there's also a, what is it? I don't remember what it was called. But it was something that um, that Bunny found last BLFC, but it was like a water additive thing where it had like, it was like just full of like vitamins and minerals and all that stuff. Um, and that's good for like, it's meant to be for like recovery. But I was like, that stuff's really good. You just have that with a bottle of water and, you know, can definitely help in the morning. But yeah, yeah. that's that is the one thing is booze will dehydrate you in a way. I don't it's I don't know how it all works. I'm not a scientist. Um but for me it'll dehydrate and I think that's what well, leads that's, to the hangover. That's what a hangover yeah. is, is you wake up severely dehydrated and that's why you're hungover. Okay. Which, you know, kind of transition into, you know, I don't want to talk about it forever, but, you know, 
the common consensus, and I have I have to agree with it, is just don't drink in suit. You're you're compounding a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know you're being a little hypocritical with right. that advice now. Well, that's why Moss. I said the consensus. I mean, quick. The consensus is. But that kind of boils down to, you know, know what you can do and know what you can handle. You know, because you, you, you know, if you're, if, if you do both at the same time, you're compounding the problem. Cause when you suit, you get dehydrated. When you drink, you get dehydrated. So you really have to be careful with it. Also, you should go out and eat like starchy foods, fries and the like stuff that'll help absorb. Go eat. Like Refresh in other words, yourself. go eat bread, right? <laughs> go eat bread. <laughs> but I can't eat bread. It's good for you. <laughs> But probably while we're going out and getting bread, I'm going to stuff Click's mouth with a bunch of fries. So we'll be back. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the true light. Light me up and make me feel all right. Because, baby, we are always shining bright. Take me home tonight. back we're gonna round out the episode here um we're just gonna do some quick final thoughts i think most of us kind of said what we want to say but we're gonna make sure we get to say what we want to say so uh i think i'm gonna make rue start how about you start rue okay sure so uh i would just basically say you know make sure that you have fun um if it's your first time uh start out really slow um, and work your way up. Kind of know your uh, what your levels are at. Um, don't go all crazy the very first time. I think that that's a bad thing to do. You don't want your first time to be a terrible time. Um, you know, visiting the porcelain throne. So be careful. Um, also, if you um, are an alcoholic, in the fact that you're you know drinking way way too much and having um issues being able to um be able to function that that it's your vice then definitely do what you can to be able to you know get the help that that you need but overall alcohol is um a great social lubricant and it is great to be able to use in in moderation as long as you have control over it wow that was deeper than i thought um, Flick, what about you? Um, thoughts. I know uh, they're hard. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, drinking at cons, it's, it's, it can be fun. It's not for everybody, but it's not evil. Voss, I'm going to make you give some final thoughts too, since you're, since you're here. How horrible of you. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with experiment have some fun do it in moderation find a drink you like and most importantly drink a lot of water so the next day it goes to a lot was a lot of fun instead of i hate my life why did i choose this (laughs) yeah 
I have one thing to say, because everybody else basically said pretty much what we could say. But I have one extra thing. Hydrate before you dihydrate. <laughs> wow, tagline. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> yeah, you love it. You guys thought my joke at the beginning of the show was bad. That was bad. <laughs> the thoughts of Sammy Southpaw do not represent for what it's worth in its subsidiaries. Oh. <laughs> but well, they do. But you want you guys want to know something exciting? Ooh, 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 what, what, what? We, we, we got some stuff in our little bag. What? We actually have stuff in our mailbag. Damn, I was Unzip getting ready to that throw that zipper. thing out. Get it open. It. Yes. So we actually have two emails in our mailbag with this week, and obviously we are very excited about that. Um. So we will go over those now. Um. Click. Do you want to read that first one for us? Sure. So our first one, titled Newbie in Furry and Newbie in Your Podcast. Well, welcome to the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Glick Frey. I just want to share a little of my last week. I'm listening to Season 10, Episode 3 right now and writing that email. I'm a cis man, gay, 34 years old. I'm in a 10-year relationship and five years married to that beloved, that beloved person. I'm a Brazilian who, in 2018, immigrated to Canada, Quebec City. I left all my friends and parents behind and started to build a good new life with my husband. Then, after the pandemic and all bad stuff in 2020-2022, in the beginning of this year, we decided to open our relationship to make more friends and have some fun moments, a.k.a. sex. We got all exams, got prep, got all the vaccines, and made some rules. Yay, prepared for all. Not at all. <laughs> Last Monday, I got a pet play surprise experience with someone, which was so incredible. Now it's as if every piece of a puzzle I had been avoiding touch has ended up and shows me one big message in all caps. I'm furry. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> In the last four days, I started to deeply study all furry communities, and someone in some Reddit post just recommended listening to your podcast. Well, we very much appreciate that. That's awesome to hear. Now, I'm in that period of experimentation and knowledge. Yep, I'm a nerd. That was so bizarre, and I'm in such a weird moment. For me, it's like my coming out in teenage, but with fur. Don't we have a coming out as furry episode? I think so. I think a few. I think we've done a couple. We've had a coming out. We've had a make your fursona. Yeah. I think the number one thing that we've said is you don't come out as furry. <laughs> yeah, but it, it does feel like that when you're new. Yeah. My question. Yes, I have a question. How can I manage that? Being a newbie furry in discovery time, being an adult. Have a good day or night for all. Your job is amazing and is helping a lot to understand what I'm in. Click Frey. Well, first off, thank you very much for sending an email. Second, again, welcome to the nonsense of furry and the podcast. It's kind of crazy in both worlds. <laughs> you know what? With all that, that, that lovely email, I think that 
he deserves a for what it's worth old fashioned clap. Oh yeah. Oh, yep. Oh, One, oh two, three. <laughs> that was all over the place. I even did one, I, two, three. <laughs> I love how poorly timed that was. That was oh amazing. my god! Kind of the point. <laughs> that is right. why it is a tried true for what it's worth. Clap. <laughs> That's amazing. But yeah, well, um, you know, a lot of yeah. really good points. Um, you know, again, welcome. It's it's a lot more fun here than people realize. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Um, as far as managing, yeah, like I said, when you're new, it, it can feel like you're coming out. I know we, you know, we all scoff at it, but it's, uh, you know, you're basically entering a new world. And it, it, Oh yeah. And, and the only reason why we even bring that up is, is that I think that what ends up happening, but this is, this is, um, in your situation, it's so much more different than, than some of the other people that we've worked with. Like in the past. Um, a young listener has listened to our show and was like, Hey, I just came out to my parents as furry and gay. And it's like, okay, let, let's, let's help you a little bit. And like, let's, you know, maybe just maybe you come out as gay and, and, and then later down the road, you can say, and I have this particular thing that I'm interested in. And you know, but if you put the two together, then they automatically think, oh, so hurry made you gay. <laughs> right. Or something like that. But, right. you know, I wanted to say, let me tell you, thank you so much for, you know, listening to the show itself. This is the reason why that we made this show is to be able to help people that are brand new to the fandom and also people that are that have been into the fandom a long time to be able to to figure out what they need to um, to figure out this community. There's a lot of little different pieces. I mean, we've been doing this for a very long time now where I think we're now you guys officially the longest running furry podcast. So like it's, we've been doing this for, for quite some time and we still come up with new topics and new things to talk about. Right. And we do repeat a few things once in a while, but let's um, let's go to your, well, so as far as um managing being a new furry and understanding how that integrates with real life quote unquote <laughs> um a few episodes after the one you're listening to currently we actually have an episode very related to the subject called the switch when to turn it on when to turn it off which leads to our next email, which involves that subject. Yep. So I will go ahead and give that one. Um, all right. So this one is fursuit at a funeral and furry in an interview. Um, so this one's <laughs> I think will be fun. All right. Says, hi, peeps. It's Mits. It's Misky the chinchilla here. On the topic of the previous episode, whether you need to turn off an aspect of yourself very much depends on your context and your willingness to compromise. Some people live in an environment where being open about their interests will cause difficulties in their lives, and some people will hide things just so they don't feel like they need to explain themselves. 
From my experience, the understanding that you should never bring the furry fandom into certain situations is incorrect. It's all about the way you do it. And and consent will be essential in some situations. A common example used is you should never wear a fursuit to a funeral. <laughs> My friend received his fursuit shortly before a friend's funeral. When the family of the deceased saw the fursuit, they said that she would have loved it and they requested him to wear it at the funeral. This went down really well because hugs from a big fluffy wolf are just the kind of thing everyone needed. I may have already said about my own experience mentioning the fandom in, in an interview. Being able to confidently explain something that's misunderstood was a part of the role. So in retrospect, I think it actually helped me get the job. It, it's also a good way to know if a workplace is right for me. Because if they are so close-minded to not hire me because of something like enjoying anthropomorphic characters, then it's not a place I want to work. Sorry, sorry for not getting this in time for the episode. Looking forward to the talk about alcohol as I grew up in a pub. I think the ritual of buying a drink from someone really helps in some social settings, so I'm curious to see if anyone else makes the same observation. Warm regards, Miski. Um, thank you, Miski, for sending that in. Um, I am going to touch on that last little bit there for a second about buying a drink from someone else. Um, that is a definitely an interesting thought, not something I would have um, considered. But yeah, the, the process of like going to a bar and being like, hey, I want to get this, you know, is definitely an experience that is kind of its own thing. Um, you know, it's not the same as like sitting down in a restaurant and being like, oh, I just want to order the burger. You know, actually going to the bar and you have to really choose. So that's very cool. Um, also with the fact that like the family's, the friend's family came to you or came, um, to your friend and was like, Hey, can you do this? You know, for a funeral where it is such a big emotional thing. Um, that's actually really cool that, that they wanted to do that and incorporate that. Um, because you know, it's. In my mind, that kind of is the same as like, you know, bringing like a therapy dog or something like that in. It's something that can help ease those emotions. So that's a really cool thing that they that they reached out to your friend to do. So that's definitely an interesting um, thought, especially because, yeah, everybody's always like, don't wear your fursuit to a funeral. Don't wear your fursuit to a wedding, you know. But if it's something that's <laughs> ass, how can you say no? <laughs> right. Well, on that note. If any of you outlive me, <laughs> there better be suits at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Well, there you go. Done. You've said it. I'll make sure that it happens 100%. <laughs> but, Does um, this also mean you're going to get buried in your suit? And which no. one do we choose? The way It's going to be an open casket, and he's going to be in suit. In suit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't want to scoff because if that's what you want, then, then that's what. Well, why do. not? Because that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not the kind that would be like, yeah, I could just sell it or just get rid of it. No. No, we would just want to go around and I, I want to go around and just be a small click all over the place. <laughs> but on the bartender note, you know, I mean, a lot of bartenders end up being, uh, uh, you know, 
quasi-psychologist because sitting in a bar and that transaction of buying a drink and they have to sit there and listen to all your problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's another thought, too, on that is, like, if you're like, I want a drink, but I don't know what to order, a lot of the times if you're like, hey, I want something, you know, maybe sweeter or I want something, you know, with a certain kind of flavor profile, a lot of bartenders can really work with that. And you can be like, this is what I'm looking for. I just don't know what to get. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, a good a good bartender will definitely drive you in the right direction because then oh, they yeah. sell more if you enjoy it. Yep. So, you know, I, I, you know, a decent bartender, yeah, you can tell them, you know, I, I like, you know, I don't like sour things or I don't really want something super strong. I need something fruity or, you know. I want something that is more strong, less fruity. You know, they know. Yep. I think the thing that Miski was saying is, Miski was saying that the ritual of buying a drink for somebody really helps in some social settings. So, like, I've had that happen before. Uh, I've gone to a bar before. We have this bar called Quarters. I went down there with a, a... with some friends and I've never ever had this happen to me before. So I was taken off guard and my way of, uh, the, my response wasn't appropriate because <laughs> this guy came up to me and was like, Hey, I want to buy you a drink. I was like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that- like I, I said, thank you, but no, I, I'm not interested um, at this time. But that would have been, I, I've thought about that particular moment. And now in my particular situation, I probably would say, I'd like to say that I would say yes. I would have probably still have been taken back, but, you know, he was just trying to do something nice and he wanted to get to know me. Right. So, well, you know, the- I... Probably oh, should have allowed it. You know, buying a drink for someone is that's why it's in movies so much. You know, it's it's a it's a bar stereotype at this point, but it it mm. you know that's kind of how it works. You know, can I buy you a drink, or you just buy it, and it's like this is from you know the gentleman at the table or the lady at the bar, or you know what I mean? It's it's an opener, and yeah. it's kind of a it's it's kind of a you know, I'm going to buy you a drink, and if you're at all interested, you'll come over and chat, and if you're not, you'll enjoy your free drink, and I'll never see you again. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't think about that. Um, But yeah, going back to your email, Miski, I, I really appreciate you sending that in, and, and I know that in the episode, we definitely, you know, put some barriers of when you should and when you shouldn't and different things like that, and um, yes, I 100% agree. It all depends on the situation. One hundred percent. Every well, circumstance that's what we is going to be the, different. In the, in the episode, context, context is key. Yep, one hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you guys for sending those emails in. Um, you know, we haven't had much for the mailbag the last few episodes, but so it's been really nice, and it's been really nice to just get e- emails from people and hear how everybody's doing and if they're liking the episodes and. You know, we're always happy to hear from everybody. It um, definitely, it, it fuels our fire, if that makes sense, to keep us going. 
um, being able to hear that an episode has helped or just if you don't agree with us. Like, we love hearing from you guys. So, you know, please continue to send those. Well, it's actually honestly really touching and and flattering to to hear that, you know, it's a new furry is just perusing Reddit. Somebody on Reddit was like, hey, check out this podcast. That's 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 humbling and really awesome. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and we do want to let you guys know if you do send in an email and for whatever reason, you know, we don't read it on the next episode or something, you know, let us know. Reach out to us. Unfortunately, our uh, spam filter is a little aggressive sometimes. Very aggressive. <laughs> like um, every single message that uh, all of these these listener emails that got sent in was in the spam folder. Yeah. So it's it's not an intentional thing if we miss it. You know, we don't read them and go, oh, we're not going to read that one. No, everything we get, you know, we, we try to read on air. So if for some reason you're like, hey, why didn't my email get read? You know, give us a poke on, on Telegram, you know, if you're in the chat or on Twitter or, or any of those other places and just let us know. We, you know, we try to make sure we check it, but sometimes we're not 100% sure when we're, when we're looking at them. Um, but again, thank you again. And I think, you know, that's, that's about going to round us out for this one. Anyone have anything else they'd like to say? Penis. I think we got it. Penis. You know, I like hey, it. Thank you, Ruth. I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's it's fun. So. Oh, okay. Hey there, folks. Nuka here, heading with a little bit of housekeeping for For What It's Worth. Uh, first of all, remember that For What It's Worth would not be possible without the support, feedback, and interaction of listeners like you and our wonderful fan community. You can check out all of our past episodes, plus learn more about the show, its host, and what's coming up next on the show on our website, forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at forwhatitsworth, no spaces, uh, to get updates on upcoming episodes, to hear latest news about the show, or to get some opportunities to contribute to upcoming episodes. You can also join our Telegram channel where we regularly chat about uh, the upcoming show episodes and random topics, and just an opportunity to chat with our friend, uh, chat with our fans. Uh, if you want to be on the Telegram channel, just contact Rue at WineRedFox on Telegram, all one word, uh, and you'll get added to the Telegram channel. Note that you have to be 18 years of age or older to join the Telegram group. If you want to send us an email uh, or contribute to the mailbag or just get in touch with us in any way, the easiest way to do that is with our email, uh, cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, or you can email any of the specific cast members by just putting their name. So for me, it would be Nuka at forwhatitsworth.com. Or for Rue, it would be Rue at forwhatitsworth.com. Uh, if you want to send us an audio file to be played instead of an email, or if you want to uh, contribute to the idents that play throughout the show, uh, you can upload a recording to us directly through SpeakPipe. That's speakpipe.com slash FWIW. So you can put a little recording on there and we can use your voice rather than trying to uh, read it in our own tired voices. Uh, finally, the best way you can help out the show directly is by sharing it with your friends. Our audience grows every episode through word of mouth. So uh, if you like this episode or if you think you know someone who might be interested in this or any other episodes, uh, let them know where to find us. 
Well, I guess on that note, we just want to say. Uh, this, this has been, been Sammy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's start Sammy. this over. Let's start. You you go for it first. Okay. This has been Sammy. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> all right, go I ahead, hate, Sammy. I hate you all. No, I'm not doing it now. Someone else can start it. <laughs> oh, come on. I wanted to click to say penis. No. No. <laughs> all right. This has been Rue. Penis. Sammy. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay, okay. Click, you start. This has been Click. This has been Rue. This has been Sammy. This has been Voss. And you've been listening to For, for what, it's what, what It's Worth. What It's Worth. Oh my gosh, I thought that somebody was going to say For What It's Penis. I really, really... really.